Hey, welcome to BIV Today. I'm reporter Tyler Orton. And look, I think the pandemic, it's making many people rethink their holiday shopping strategy, the way that they communicate, the way that they're engaging with businesses, because I think safety is of utmost importance right now. And with us to lend some insights into the evolving role of social media and e-commerce, it is Matt McGowan. He is general manager of Snapchat Canada. He's joining us today from Toronto. Uh, Matt, uh, thank you so much for joining us on the show. Tyler, thanks for having me. I, uh, I really appreciate you making the time. Well, it's such a cool thing that you guys are up to. And everybody, I think, really knows Snapchat as this social media platform. But I'm obviously very interested in kind of the business appeal, the, the business aspects. And I, I want to ask you this. How are you guys able to connect users with brands in a way that maybe some people don't even think about? It's a good question. And I think we, uh, we do things almost weekly that have been unthought of in the past, but I, uh, I, uh, I guess I could touch specifically, let's talk about retailers. So Snapchat was named the most innovative company of the year this year. And um, we're, we're bringing really innovative like ad products to retailers. And the way I like to think about it is at the highest level, and we can dig down if we want, um, augmented reality can kind of bridge the gap between what is the kind of e-commerce online uh, user experience and the brick and mortar user experience that we're also, you know, used to. With augmented reality, you know, some folks, they might be holding their phones in front of, say, products or, you know, uh, I, I know Snapchat's known for filters as well. How do you envision kind of augmented reality playing a role, especially this holiday season? Yeah, the um, so... You know, on Snapchat, retailers can create environments and create uh, activations uh, that allow them to, uh, you know, utilize the the augmented reality tools and platform that we've built, and then you know, through Snapchat, connect those those uh, activations with uh, with consumers. Um, so, like here in Canada, for instance, we reach uh, over nine million consumers on the platform, and you know. The large percentage of those, you know, 70, 80% of those are engaging with these augmented reality features uh, on a daily basis. And um, what we're finding is that a lot of the innovations coming from the, from the, from our advertising partners. Um, and, and for, for example, like last year over the holidays, we worked with Toys R Us and Toys R Us created an online store, a virtual online store within Snapchat that a consumer could literally on their phone, walk into, move around, select products, look at them um, and make purchases. Uh, so, you know, it's uh, not only is it like a, a relatively simple uh, exercise for the consumer, cause they're so used to using these experiences on Snapchat, um, it delights them, makes them happy. It's like super interesting and fun to use and just different from anything else out there. Well, tell me about that advantage that you think having people engage and interact with these kinds of things does, uh, other than, look, I, I could be getting an online ad while I'm surfing the web and that might inspire maybe a purchase, but I, I think there's mm. something a little bit unique about what you guys are able to do. Maybe you can kind of expand on that engagement aspect that would be so important for these companies. Yeah, so those those experiences, like the one I was just talking about, the virtual store, 
they're full screen experiences. They're immersive. They're, it's not like, it's a very different uh, way to connect with the consumer than say um, a banner ad that may or may not you know, influence a purchase in the future. Um, this is like the actual experience itself um, is unique and immersive and very creative and, you know, innovative to be fair. And I think that, you know, the world's seen that now. So, um, it's just a, it's a very, it's just a different experience. Um, it's, and yet again, because we're experts at AR augmented reality and because our customers on the platform, the Snapchatters, the users that are using the platform every day are, they expect these augmented reality experiences um, and they're used to using them and they're you know engaging with them, it, it becomes a much simpler process. Um, and, uh, and one that shows really like fantastic results over and over again. I, I'm always fascinated by kind of the, the nitty gritty of, of things. Um, this might kind of sound like we're, we're digging into the weeds, but I'm curious, like, how does it work? Does, does a company look at the technology that you guys offer and work within it? Or do they come to you with some ideas about what they want to accomplish? How do we get, you know, from kind of, uh, you know, what the Snapchat experience is to, you know, how these companies are able to deliver that to users? Right. Yeah. So at the, uh, at the highest level, you know, we work with our account management team, with our advertisers to create these experiences. We have the creative strategy and product and, and project management teams in-house um, that, that actually fulfill and build the experiences. Um, and that's for like the, that's, you know, that's, that's the service we offer um, for our best customers. Those who want to go at it themselves or with third parties can do that as well. So there's software that that's free on snapchat.com that allows them to, you know, they can download and play and build with their own, um, uh, you know, uh, their own creations uh, or, you know, what we do, we spent a long time, we spent a, like a considerable amount of time here in market working with creative agencies across Canada, certifying them on our platform um, so that they can also do the work on behalf of us or the client. So there's, there's multiple ways to get this done. Um, it's, and, and as you know, as, as, uh, as from what I'm seeing and from what, you know, what we're experiencing here, more and more uh, businesses across the country are leaning in. So if you are speaking to businesses or just pitching your value to them, I wonder about the demographics that you guys can offer, because mm. if I'm being honest, I, I don't think my parents are on Snapchat. If they are, mm. they, they haven't sent me uh, anything at this point. But um, is there maybe a certain type of customer that a lot of businesses are interested in reaching out to and they figure that Snapchat might be kind of the best way to reach those customers? Yeah. So here in Canada, between nine and 10 million of daily active consumers on the platform, depending on the month, uh, what they look like, you know, who they are is interesting, you know, between the ages of like 13 and 24, we're looking at over 80% of the Canadian population using the platform. Um, if you expand that up a little bit to 13 to call it 34, we're over 70% of the Canadian population. And it's, it's interesting, like, going deeper on that demographic on the demographics and who's on the platform one of the more interesting insights is one in three snapchatters in canada one in three consumers on the platform in canada are a parent um so so we're a nine-year-old company um we have a over a 95 percent um 
uh, rate of, uh, of stickiness. Like what those who join the platform tend to stay on the platform. Uh, we consider we consider ourselves a camera company. We have a messaging platform that keeps people in touch with their close friends and family and colleagues. Um, we have a, a, a very thoughtful and interesting camera that we open to when you open the app because the messaging side of the platform tends to be um, you know a visual communications uh, a medium. And then we have some really interesting stuff on the other side of the platform where, where, our, where these 10 million consumers are engaging and watching shows, scripted, unscripted, seasonal, episodic shows, um, as well as, um, you know, looking at what their friends are doing on a day-to-day -day basis. So it's, it, it's, it's a rather robust offering. And these, these consumers are spending quite a bit of time on the platform and, and engaging with, with, you know, with advertisers in the process. What have you noticed the last, I don't know, eight or nine months with regards to engagements with, you know, the pandemic going on, a, a lot of people, they're not going out to concerts or bars or restaurants the way that they would. Um, mm. are, are people being drawn more into, you know, social media platforms such as Snapchat at this point? You know, it, it's interesting. We, um, we've been growing for quite some time. Um, and with people at home, we're definitely seeing, you know, the rates of growth accelerate. Uh, that said, even when people are out and about, you know, they, they turn to Snapchat to share their moments and, 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 and their experiences. So this wasn't a foregone conclusion that this was going to turn out the way it has. But yeah, so I think year on year, you know, we're looking at over, you know, 35 million new people globally um, engage, you know, engaging with the platform, which turns out to about 17% year on year growth. So yeah, and then, you know, across different demographics, those numbers, that's an average, you know, they vary. Well, uh, you know, as we wind up our conversation, maybe we can do a bit of a, a history lesson for some people. But um, tell me about kind of the, the journey of Snapchat here in Canada, because correct me if I'm wrong, but it didn't originally start as Snapchat. It was an entirely different company that Snapchat ended up uh, acquiring. Can you tell me a little bit about that journey, uh, especially going on over in Toronto? Yeah, so we have just over 100 employees in Toronto. And uh, four years ago, our founder, Evan, and the team decided to acquire Bitmoji, which is a, a local Torontonian Canadian uh, you know, tech and media business. Um, the, they made the decision to keep that team here um, under, its, you know, under the founder and his original team. So when that acquisition was made, the, uh, we started to focus you know, on Canada and build a, build a business locally here. Uh, supporting local businesses uh, and and Fortune 500s alike. So we're about four years old in Canada and uh, and going strong. Uh, I'm just going to brag for a second, but uh, people have told me that my Bitmoji looks very very accurate. Uh, I, I'm not somebody who uh, is trying to exaggerate any features, so I'm, I'm going to just uh, humble brag for just a second with regards to that. You know, like I. Uh, I, I'm glad you care about your Bitmoji. I care about mine too. I was just playing with mine recently. He's all, he's all dressed up in a Ralph Lauren uh, double-breasted suit. Nice. And I was playing with some of our new 3D body tracking tech that allows me to walk, allows my Bitmoji to walk around my living room. Um, and uh, I must say, uh, Bitmoji is is a very interesting, fantastic uh, product platform within, within the Snapchat chat ecosystem. Well, it's just cool to think of that kind of Canadian lineage and how mm -hmm. Snapchat's now capitalizing on that at this point. So, yeah. uh, so many cool tech stories going on, going on in Canada. And Matt, I, I just want to thank you for taking the time to share some of the stories that's going on right now. 
Tyler, thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. Cheers. That's Matt McGowan. He is general manager of Snapchat Canada, and that is it for the show today. But you can go to BIV.com. More stories, more interviews over there. For now, I'm Tyler Orton, and thank you so much for listening.